big beard. Hey, Kayla. Hi, Ayana. <laughs> Welcome to Fill in the Blank Podcast. Welcome. Um, Get away. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another week here at Fill in the Blank Podcast. Fill in the Blank. Hi, Ayana. Hi, Kayla. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. You know, live, well, we're here. You look good. Your braids look good. Thank you. You look good. I told you I like your hair a lot. This was like legit this. on accident. It's very cute. I was looking, um, I was about to say something inappropriate. <laughs> I was about to say I was looking like a little house slave. Because uh, I had my hair like braided in these like... Oh yeah, I saw that's you were you had on your live hair like, like that. that. On live. Yeah. yeah, and I took it out this morning. I was like, hmm, actually, maybe, maybe it's I really keep it like cute. This. Yeah, yeah, it's I'm- like kind of like the bob length mm. of like blunt with the wavy. It's very cute. Okay, thank very you. Very grown. Oh, I like grown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always look for grown. Yeah, me too. You know? It's tough when you like get the give the cute vibes all the God, time. You know, it kind of. I saw this. Uh, There's this video on TikTok. This woman was describing the different kinds of uh, sexy or cute mm-hmm. and uh, the levels of just uh, pretty. And she said like no, level one is like you. I mean, you ain't that pretty. Level two is like you have the cute kind of pretty where you're like, oh, she's adorable. And I was like, damn, I'm level two. Damn. <laughs> damn i'm a level two and then level four or five was like bad bitch or so. oh if level five was bad bitch she was like no level five does not exist all the time yeah like that's something you just have to tap into it it literally is and it's so funny that we are talking about this right now because i had this conversation with chloe yesterday about like sex appeal mm-hmm. and how I felt like um, in college, I gave more sex appeal, but that was because I had a way to tap into it because of modeling. The modeling, yeah. the modeling thing, I literally would tap into sex appeal all the time. And mm. now I lack that because I don't have an outlet for me to just be sexy. Yeah. And I, that's something I want to include more in my the heels classes. That's Bruh, why we need, I need to, to learn go. how to be sexy. First of all, you gotta I, find what I just makes you, you feel confident. You've seen my face though when I try to do the smile thing, and my I don't know what my face be doing. It be doing some weird ass <laughs> shit though. I be like, I don't know what the I'll be looking at. I think I'm killing it, and I look at my pictures. I'm like, God damn it! What what is my face doing? <laughs> what is my face doing? You know, you should look into um with the with our signs. I don't know what it is. This. Asia and I were talking about this because we have the same sign. Which is it, Asia? The right that the sc- No, no, no. That the Scorpio. Oh, our Venus. The Venus. And, like, mm. yeah. So what does like, the Venus mean? Yeah, so there with the Venus, it makes sense that with the sex appeal thing, like taking Asia and I were saying, like when we both take pictures, like we tap into like the sex appeal thing. Oh, my Venus is Taurus too. It's Taurus. Yeah. <laughs> way you express your desires your passions what you value how you relate to uh, experience pleasure 
I'm so chill. <laughs> or and stubborn. And stubborn. I'm so chill and stubborn. Look, that's why I can't be sexy. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't care. And I naturally just tap into that. I think with pictures and like oh, doing hell yeah, yeah. stuff like that. But Bro, I'll try to do the same poses with the same face that Kayla did. I'm like, God damn it. I just can't do it. I just can't do it. I quit. I quit. <laughs> I quit. Miranda used to tell me that in uh in college, she'd be like, I can't make no damn sexy face. I'm like, how do you like, make I'm a sexy face? Because I just look mean. <laughs> it's either I look bored. No, I look, weren't. Bro, I remember I posted something a few years ago, and this is when I realized I had literally no sex appeal. <laughs> I posted something. This was during quarantine. Ayana. This was during quarantine, and I posted some form of a story, and I thought I was giving sexy, and everyone kept messaging, Ayana, are you okay? And I said, oh, God damn it. They were like, are you good? Are you sick? And I was like, Shit. Not are you sick? That's embarrassing. I, was, I deleted it so fast. I was like, no. I quit. I quit. I quit. It's okay, though. Don't be doing my girl it's like okay. that. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. So what are we talking about today? We are going to talk about imposter syndrome. Yes. <laughs> Kayla's like, yes. We literally just talked about this. Like, I brought it up last week. Yeah. So it's super timely that... As soon as you did, I was like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good topic. It's super timely that we're talking about God, imposter topic, syndrome. Especially with this phase in my life. So where do you feel like you're at with experiencing imposter syndrome girl it's severe it's severe yeah. first of all i had imposter syndrome when i was getting all this praise and like acknowledgement of being just like a dope person mm-hmm. when the show came out severe imposter syndrome there mm-hmm. um and then even even with the podcast imposter syndrome now with me being alone and like a uh, self-employed mm-hmm. imposter syndrome like yeah. it's been whooping my ass and I didn't realize how bad it was until like all of these new opportunities started to come up where I um I mean I had to apply some form of effort and mm-hmm. I'm like ooh <laughs> yeah ooh it's bad it's real bad I think that I was um I've always experienced it yeah and, but as of recent I think that I really started to feel it because prior to us starting this podcast, I was, I think, playing it really small, like safe, yeah. just doing safe things. And yeah. so, especially with starting the podcast, I felt imposter syndrome. And then when I knew that we were doing it together, I was like, oh shit, because of the fact that like with you having such a mm. big following, like I feel comfortable doing it with you, but I felt imposter syndrome about how people would receive me mm. since you come from such a well-known tv show and they're like who the hell is this person like why do we want to hear what she has to think or we don't want to listen to her so that and now with me about to be done with grad school that gives me like huge imposter syndrome to think about going into like working somewhere being the professional that Mm -hmm. somebody would go to to address counseling and mental health concerns is like scary that is scary Mm -hmm. okay let's start with the actual official definition of imposter syndrome okay okay so it's a condition Mm -hmm. of feeling anxious and not experiencing success internally despite Mm -hmm. being high performing in external objective ways yeah dang right um (laughs) men and women can suffer equally Mm -hmm. even though i'm sure women and uh minorities probably uh experience the effects worse yeah it's like i yeah minorities i just think about like with uh, black people specifically because we're black, but <laughs> yeah, there's actually a, um, Oh, where'd it go? Oh, where'd it go? See, this is why, why I, I love hate. the journal. I know you see my little nose. Yes. I, Cause I wanted to make sure I came prepared today. 
um, which I don't do often. <laughs> <laughs> you do come prepared when it's your week to. I try to. Yeah. But it wasn't my week. Well, you came super prepared then. I did. I did. Um, oh, it was actually right there. Oh, I was. I was wondering. I wonder if like certain cultures that push humility so much, if mm. that cultivates a culture of just like imposter syndrome more. Because I was raised in a very I mean, yes, I I, I experienced a black experience. Yes. Mm. But I think even more so I'm even in a subsect of the black community because I experienced more so Christian culture, mm-hmm. black Christian culture mm-hmm. than I did just a general black culture. Yeah. Because I didn't experience like cert- watching certain movies like other black people did. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never seen like quite a few of them that people if I if I said it right now I, they would probably be like Ayanna what <laughs> give me a black card <laughs> um, but if anything I experienced black Christian culture more yeah. than anything so I was curious to know if if um, that made it worse for me the black Christian culture yeah just because like it's all about humility and being humble and mm-hmm. you know what spaces did it make you feel like an imposter in if like any that you could think of off the well top of I just head? never felt like I belonged anywhere mm. Because you felt that people didn't resonate or understand, like, your experience. I can can definitely get that. Like, thinking about um, people who, like, grow up in the church to Mm -hmm. that extent, Mm -hmm. that um, you have a very particular lifestyle and expectations placed upon you that other people cannot understand Mm -hmm. um and I think that that could definitely make you feel like when you enter these these spaces that you have not had the same experiences that other people have had Mm -hmm. it makes you feel like well why do I deserve to be here why do I deserve to share my thoughts and opinions I've always felt like I've always been um playing catch up to everybody else Mm -hmm. even when it comes to experience things with like social media and internet and stuff because I didn't grow up with internet or like social media I I didn't have those things until I got to college Mm -hmm. um so in high school I didn't have social media I would I didn't have internet or a computer at home yeah um so I didn't experience all that stuff that every so anyways I've always felt like I'm playing catch-up yeah um which is probably why I always feel just so incompetent Mm -hmm. because I'm like I don't I don't have the skills yeah (laughs) that feeling of incompetence is like it it runs deep I also think it could come from too though your um like I know for me, the incompetence has come from having like very strict parents. Oh my God. Yes. So when you have really strict parents and you look to them to give you basically like the guidance and the answers for stuff. And there's a very particular way that you're supposed to do things. Yeah. You feel, uh, almost like, like unable to feel comfortable making your own decisions heavy on that yeah i i didn't have the practice of making my own decisions because i wasn't allowed to mm-hmm. even when it comes to came to just like my autonomy as a person of what i was feeling in general i wasn't allowed to feel those things yeah because it's like what do you mean <laughs> that's crazy that just like kind of gave me like an aha moment of like i think that that's why i crave autonomy so much in my life right now, mm-hmm. like as an adult, because as a child, I had none, you yeah. know, I had no, like, I didn't have the type of parents like, well, what do you feel? What do, what do you want to do? Right. Like, it wasn't really like that. It was like, okay, here's the, the way parent, you're I'm the, the parent, you're the child. Yeah. This is what we're about to do. So now in my adult life, it's made me resent 
having like authoritative figures that like yes. this is what you're gonna do i'd be like yes. i'm gonna do it this way <laughs> yes when i tell you i'll be bucking yeah it, like trigger something in me when someone tells me what to do even when it comes to my partners and this is why i i realize i need to be really communicative with this because when it comes to some of my partners if they're a little too like ayana you should be doing this you should be i me i don't care what it is immediately i want to buck back and be like don't tell me what to do yeah don't tell me what to do mm-hmm I will fight you. Um, okay, so where does it stem from? We already talked about family environment. Ah. Uh, typically, people who grew up uh, in an environment where they put too much emphasis on achievement or where they're overly critical. We literally just we said literally that. just talked about that, right? Uh, other one, social pressures. Mm-hmm. Uh, other one, uh, sense of belonging. Um, Part of um, like people pleasing, yeah. Part of imposter syndrome is like a fear of being um, kind of like found out or like casted out for just being like who you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, I've always felt different in the Christian community. I always recognized and felt like I didn't quite think the way that they did and so because of that i never felt like i belonged and at some point i did start to act out a bit where i I know i went through a phase of being um bisexual Mm -hmm. and immediately i was cast out yeah immediately i was cast out Mm -hmm. um and then i cast myself out and i was like well fuck that i don't care so then it kind of then continues to be a thing for you Mm -hmm. like especially when you when you are found out something that you felt insecure about and then people cast you out for the thing that you already had insecurities it'll probably make you have that feeling of being an imposter in different spaces all the time yeah pretty much i'm like i i just i never i mean whatever anyway (laughs) look i don't that's a whole nother drama within itself um let me see okay Okay. Oh, oh, and then another one, personality. <laughs> Certain personality traits are uh, more linked to like internalizing feelings. I literally, I was going to say, I was just thinking I wanted you to finish your thought, but I feel like, I really feel like that how you say with the, with the black Christian community, I get that a lot more from being in like traditional workspaces Yeah. because I'm such a creative person. I, I almost feel like in traditional workspaces i can't find people who understand Mm. like how i feel because most people don't think like that in traditional workspaces no like the types of like i i want to be able to dip my hands in a lot of different stuff and like i don't necessarily crave like a traditional work life and i never really find people who can understand me and i they make me feel like i'm um like well i know that i'm kind of in the clouds like (laughs) I know that, but I think that they find a lot of the things that I want to do unrealistic. Yeah. And so it's made me feel very imposterish when it comes to very traditional forms of work because I don't, I don't put forth as much effort towards that. Like I look at it like this is a job, you know, like I'm doing a job. Wait, so it says uh, the feelings of anxiety or inadequacy can lead people to avoid challenges or opportunities that will let them grow and shine Mm -hmm. in any space Mm -hmm. Uh, they may not seek out or fully explore useful relationships in different areas of their life even if they do internal struggles of feeling frustrated or shameful would occur um yeah (laughs) that's that's me yeah yep that's yeah um so characteristics of imposter syndrome self-doubt we all know Mm -hmm. uh undervaluing your contributions 
Mm-hmm. Mm, that's me. <laughs> I was going to say that that's, that's you that's to me. a T. Yeah, that's me. Um, attributing success to external factors. That's also me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, no, it was because of this. Mm-hmm. It wasn't actually because of me. Uh, sabotaging, self-success. You said also me. God damn, just (laughs) all me. Uh, Setting unrealistic expectations, uh, so you just can't meet them anyway. So it's like, oh, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think I do that. Yeah, I was about to say that's not me. That's me. I just won't try. <laughs> <laughs> um, fear of not living up to expectations, and then the other one, burnout. Kayla's like me. Burnout is like my highest. Yeah. One. I get burnt the F out. I'm burnt the F out right now. I'm so curious. So there there are actually different types of uh, imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious which one you are. What are the kinds? Uh, so there's one, the, the perfectionist. The underlying emotion of the perfectionist is fear of losing control. Oh, that might be me. I'm going <laughs> to hold on to that wait, one. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on to that one. The other one is the superwoman, superman, super person, whichever. Um, underlying emotion is fear of um, free time and taking the time away from work for personal fulfillment. Not me. That's not me. <laughs> Look, I will take all the time for <laughs> I'd be like, you gave me these days, I'm going to take them. <laughs> ah, um, uh, let's see. The other one, uh, the third one is the natural genius. I feel like this one might be me. The natural genius, the underlying emotion is um, shame of failing um the one with the natural genius is their pattern is like putting forth minimal effort um and they typically like get good results from that in the past and so when they don't (laughs) do what they're supposed they're like oh shit that's literally okay that might be me (laughs) and if they're asked to put in additional work they're offended that's, that's Kayla. Me. Look, look, that's Kayla. Me. Kayla. I'm like, I'm giving everything yeah. that I've got. And y'all niggas want more. <laughs> I got nothing else for y'all. I'm so that. Uh, there's a fourth one called the soloist. The underlying emotion of that is shame and asking for help. I don't know. That might be me. Look. Look, I like how all of these sound like us. Yeah. Is that Sharky? I'm like, I'm all of these. That might be Sharky. Number five is the expert. Fear of, okay, this one actually might be. (laughs) Underlying emotion, fear of inadequacy. Um, The expert typically has this compulsive need to have all of the information or skills Mm. first before they can even do something. I, I think that that's a little underlying for me, but the two that really hit were the perfectionist and the, so the there's natural actually, genius. Wait, there's actually, they actually had some questions. Um, and if you answer yes or no, you'll know which one you are. Oh, let's do it. We okay. can do it live. Okay, let me see. I'm going to. Right here, right now. I took screenshots and you can say yes or no. And I'll say, okay, you're not that one. Okay. okay. All right. You ready? Yes. Have you been told that you micromanage? No. Okay, so we'll skip that one. Do you stay late in the office to get work done even when everyone else is left? No. <laughs> the first one out I'm the door. so dead. Do you reject My- work that you are not good at or that seems challenging? Yes. Okay, do you sometimes choose to not give something your best effort because you're afraid that your best effort wouldn't be good enough? Yes. Okay, I'm going to put that one in my pocket. Okay, are you comfortable with others you s- seeing your work in progress? All right, wait, repeat it. Are you comfor- uncomfortable with others seeing your work in progress? No. Okay. Uh, let's skip that one. Do you feel shaky and restless when someone refers to you as an expert? Ooh, yes. Okay. Do you stick with that? Wait, what? Do you stick with what you know and make sure you know it best? Yes. Are you always in search of the next certificate or degree? That one I'm kind of iffy on. Okay. So we'll come back to that yeah, one. Yeah, let's come back to that one. All right, we're almost done. Uh, 
Do you find it difficult to accept compliments and celebrate accomplishments? No. <laughs> no. Celebrate. Okay. Do you answer a compliment with thanks, but? Yes. Okay. Uh, yes. Okay. Do you often think others are just being nice? Yes. Okay. So there's there's three that you could be. Okay. The first one is the natural genius. You answered yes to both of those questions. Mm-hmm. That that yeah. And then the other one that we were like iffy about is the expert. Which okay. one's the expert? That was the one you said. That, that was the you one are. that yeah. That's the one that I said I was. And then there's two bonus ones that I didn't say that you fit into. You fit into the discounter. So there's two bonus one: the noticer and the discounter. The noticer, um, where to go? They just notice so many imperfections and they can't just be proud of things. Uh-huh. And then the discounter, uh, they rationalize away any evidence of their own competence. That is definitely me i was about to say natalie fits into the discounter the discounter heavy yeah you can say anything positive about natalie she'll go "Mm, yeah but (laughs) she does she does do that i think that i do it in my mind i might not say it out loud but i'm thinking it yeah so which one do you think that you are that i did you answer the question yeah so i'm um definitely the expert Mm -hmm. and the discounter so we're the same ones. So we're the same ones, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, and maybe the natural gene. Look, we're we're the same ones. Yeah, we're <laughs> the same ones. We're the same ones. We're yeah. the same ones. Um, so there are ways to stop it. What are the ways, so they said Because... <laughs> look, they say that mindfulness is really well good. See, but that's always difficult for me because this goes back to what we were talking about last time. It's just the issue of being present. Mindfulness is literally being present. So, I mean, there's there's a whole technique for mindfulness, how mm-hmm. to how to do it. You have to stop. Look, stop and pause. That's the hard part. Getting yourself to stop and pause. Stop and pause. I don't have time to stop and pause. I'm so dead. Stop and pause. Take a deep breath. Notice your environment. Uh, reassess your feelings and then respond. Um, so that's just the like general thing of mindfulness. Like yeah. stop and pause and just evaluate. So things. basically when you're in those moments, like when you have an attachment to knowing like which one mm-hmm. that you are, like what type of imposter syndrome that you possess, you have to be able to be aware enough to know like... Like, okay, it's happening right it's now. Happening. Let me stop <laughs> and be mindful about this so that you can separate the feelings that are actually reality versus the ones that might be your perception. You know, I really do think that that is the hardest part about growth is reframing your thoughts and your mind. Oh because if, if you re- if you can reframe your thoughts, you can reframe your perspective, which will affect, affect your actions, which will affect your life, your entire lifestyle. Yeah. But it's, it's your mind. It's your I mind. I literally... Something like kind of shifted for me recently, and it was because I was watching um, an episode that Jay Shetty did with Big Sean, and oh. Big Sean was talking about that that aspect of shifting, like your the way that you talk and yeah. the way that you think, yeah. and how it will literally change your entire life. That yeah. when you change those things about yourself and you realize that you have control over like the perception of your situation, like. Anything can be a bad situation if you make it into that, but it's it's literally how you talk about it. Yeah. And it's like, it's the law of attraction. Like you're attracting negative things because you're speaking it in a negative way. 
and it is the most about, difficult thing to to get over. You're making me think about someone about fucking Natalie. Really, I just want to change it for her. Yeah, because I don't think she realizes the the way that she she talks about herself and mm-hmm. jo- I mean, granted, she's she's doing it in forms of jokes, but it's it's like Natalie, stop talking about jokes yourself. Always like have that. a little bit of truth. Don't talk about my that. Natalie like that. Yeah. She's talking about herself. I want everybody to just go say something positive under Natalie's comments right fucking now. And yeah, she's probably gonna it, she's gonna have the she's gonna be so confused. <laughs> She's gonna be she's gonna be cringing so hard. I don't care. Say something positive. Yeah. Um. Tell her how great she is. <laughs> uh. Anyways. Anyways. Uh, so some <laughs> other tips. Um. See, and all these go down to like reframing your mind. Practice self compassion. That's hard. What does that look like? Self compassion. Yeah. I mean, what do you feel like it would look like? Well, for me personally, like your, yeah. God, uh, like right now, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, Ayana, uh, you're downward spiraling, bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I remember all the stuff that I've encountered just like this past year. And then I remember I've been through a lot. I've been through a lot publicly a and privately, even more so privately that I can't share publicly, which is even more so taking a toll on me because mm-hmm. I can't share it. Well, we're about to reframe right here. Okay. It's not that you can't share it, but you're not ready to I'm share it. I'm not ready to share it. Because I think we had a whole powwow before this episode, <laughs> but I think eventually you will. Mm-hmm. But I think that you have to be prepared yeah. for that. And I think that you're just trying to muster up the courage and the strength to speak yeah. your truth. Yeah. So you will. Eventually. You're just not ready yet. I'm just not ready. Mm-hmm. You're right. I'm not ready. Mm-hmm. But I will be. Yeah. And that's being that's being compassionate with yourself yeah. and reframing your thought pattern. Like, you know, feeling like that self-deprecation of like, I'm, I'm in this box and I can't get out and nobody knows and all of that. Mm-hmm. And saying like, nobody knows yet because I'm trying to process what I went through. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Cause if I let out everything now, I wouldn't be ready to, to, to combat everything. Yep. Um, and I do need to continue to process because this is a lot to process. It's a lot. Um, it's a lot. Okay. Uh, the other thing is get out of your head. Don't do the rumination thing. I'm a terrible ruminator. Mm-hmm. Uh, ruminator. Is that a word? Can you ex- can you explain what rumination yes. is? Where you obsess over like the same thoughts, mm-hmm. and most of the time they're negative thoughts. Mm-hmm. And I do this all the time. I do it all the time. All too. the time. <laughs> and I live by myself, so I'm constantly. And I've been I've been literally paralyzed by my thoughts. Where I'll be in the middle of doing something, and then I'll realize I've been standing there for a full two minutes, just thinking and staring, mm-hmm. <laughs> like just staring off. It's bad. Like it's really bad. Um, and I know that has an effect on like my my mind and how mm-hmm. I how I see myself which is really bad so I'm trying to reframe that now um another thing reframe around growth change Mm -hmm. from that fixed mindset to a growth mindset which is really difficult to do that and it seems hard because it seems like to me fixed versus growth mindset almost feels innate it does but it's I think that it's all these little things that you have to do in order to shift to a growth mindset to attain And if I'm honest, fixed mindset just feels so much easier to do because then you don't have to actually try. Growth mindset, you literally are constantly trying. Because you never never hit, like, like, there is no cap. There's no cap. Like, I think about um, how, like, they say, like, you know, you reach self-actualization and... Mm being in that like that's like the the highest sense of self but it's like 
when do you ever really, this is my own personal theory. Yeah, but when, when do, do you, you ever, ever hit that? Yeah. Because you're constantly growing. There, There oh, is never a point in time because life is changing. So you continue to change. So you can hit a space where like you maybe are self-actualized and understanding that you are constantly going to grow. You're constantly going to shift with the way that things are in the world around you. Yeah. But I don't think that there'll ever be a place where like you hit the cap and you're like, I'm good here. This is it. Because then when you hit there, you're back to fixed Fix mindset. mindset. Yeah. You're no longer of growth mindset. Man, I got to say, I was uh, talking to someone because uh, yeah, yes, we are these proponents of growth. We're, we're saying like growth is so important. We love growth, but I'm in a phase of my life where I'm tired of growing. Mm-hmm. I am so tired. I'm so tired. And it doesn't help when I see other people who haven't grown a, a, a shred Yeah, and their lives are still fine. And mm. I'm like, what the fuck? But are they? <laughs> or are they complacent? That's true. Like, That's th- true. it's easy. Like, but we, you, because when you see the long term effects, then you're like, oh, especially if you're choosing the path of like, like, okay, I'm going to go to this job. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make this money and I'm going to go home and I'm going to just do it every day. Like when yeah. you're, when you're comfortable with that, it seems like life is okay, but really stable. they're not, they're not living. They're yeah. not they're They are here in a repetitive cycle of mm-hmm. just doing, of yeah. being, but not actually living yeah so when you choose to live and you choose to do life according to god's plan life according to you chasing your purpose it's gonna constantly be hard yeah (laughs) but it's like what we were saying it's based upon your mindset around it Mm. like is it constantly difficult or are you just constantly hitting (laughs) new levels that's true damn (laughs) Uh, look not you therapizing yourself look she she over here speaking words to herself y'all think kayla talking to y'all now she's talking to herself stuff right now look i'm just trying to make it out here look pour into yourself hard hard Okay, so another thing, keep failure in perspective. So keep it in a box. Understand like failure is not the end all be all. If you fail, I mean, yes, everyone fails. Mm-hmm. It'll be fine. Um, where's the other one? Refocus on your values. Remember why you're doing what you're doing. Uh, oh, this one, this is one I like. This one is understanding your specific voice of self-sabotage. So there's actually a there's a quiz that I took. Mm. Um, it's called uh, the Positive Intelligence Assessment. If you guys want to take it yourself, it's at, uh, hold on, I can tell you. Oh, I took this and it'll tell you specifically what your sabotaging voice is. So Whoa, everyone has that's a, cool. Yeah. And it, it'll tell you how you self-sabotage. Um, positive intelligence, positive intelligence.com slash saboteurs. If you want to know how to spell saboteurs, don't ask me. I'm just playing. <laughs> it's S A B O T E U R S. Um, so I took this quiz and it'll tell you exactly, um, who, what your saboteurs are. So wow. my top three is um, hypervigilance, hyperachiever, and avoider. So what do those things mean? Um, so I can tell you. Hypervigilance is constantly looking for something wrong. Mm. I have that times 10. I mean, mm-hmm. clearly it's just told me I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the other one, hyperachiever. Um, I have this, but because I also have the o- avoider, it's like, but then it makes me feel extreme shame because I'm avoiding, but then I know that I'm capable of more. I know, I know. Look, even with the YouTube thing, this is literally what's going on. I'm in a constant cycle of like talking myself out of it and then being a high achiever and then mm-hmm. talking myself out of it. Like it's, ex- I'm exhausting myself, y'all. Yeah. And I'm not even playing. <laughs> I'm not even playing. Tired of myself. Oh, wow. What? Sorry, I'm reading this avoiding thing. You are a good person to spare others' feelings. What does it say? You're a good person to spare other people's feelings. I'm thinking about Jared. 
You spare his feet. Oh, yep. <laughs> well, there's that. <laughs> That's true. Damn. Um. Anyways, yeah. So those are my top three. Then I had a, a second one. That's like the other. The oh shit. The uh the second um top three. I have apparently I have a high victim mindset, which I I I've been an, I've been known to do. Victim mindset. I know I have a victim mindset. I notice it within myself sometimes where I'm like, Ayana, check yourself, bitch. Your yeah. shit stinks too. Yeah. <laughs> Your shit stinks too. I think that that's so interesting. The victim mindset thing because I I feel like without even taking it i know that i probably have that too but it's literally that kind of goes along with what we talked about earlier about taking things personally personally and you feel like things are a personal attack on you and your character yeah constantly constantly yeah constantly yeah so the it's funny because the next three are were some of my top three issues in my marriage which was the victim mindset hyper rational super hyper rational um and then controller Mm. I know, right? The controller. The controller. Yeah, because when I feel like things aren't when when I feel like things aren't going my way or like going how I feel like they should be going, then I'm like, all right, let me do it. Yep, let me do it. I do that too. Yeah, I I know. I've seen you do so bad. (laughs) I'd be like, no, it got to be done the right way. But I also, I also have grown up with people who are like all of my parental figures are mm. very controlling in that way as well so same. i've watched same yes oh my god are we turning into our parents we are <laughs> we are no they're controlling in that way as well and that's the reason why i i do things the way <gasps> i do because my my nana's like that like she's very like and not in a like mean way not in a negative way but, but like, she's just very like they try to do it if, out of love yeah they're like but let me do it. let me do it let me do it oh my god <laughs> So we're turning into you our know, parents. You know what I, there was a really good tip. There was really good tip. Someone said, if you have to ask someone if they need your help more than once, you're trying to control. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Asia said, damn. I'm going to, I'm going to really like try to receive that and think of that in moments because I know that I do it to Marcus. Yeah. And I don't mean to do it to him. But it's just what I've seen. Yeah. And like, I've even, like, I've seen my stepmom do it to my dad. Mm-hmm. He'll be doing something. She'd be like, mm, nope, let me. Yeah. And it's just because, like, when you are very particular, you you think that. You think your way is the right way. Yes. But I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's the problem? You know what's the problem with that? I don't like when people do that to me. I hate because when Because I want to go me. through my own process and let I want to do it. things the way that I want to do it. Yeah. And so when people try to come in and show me their way yeah. that I don't connect with, I'll oh, be like, man. I don't want to do it that way. Damn, Kayla, we got to stop. We got to. We that's gotta toxic. Stop. That is toxic. Oh my God, that's toxic. What's yes. up, Asia? Damn, we did a month. <laughs> it just came to my mind. Yale. I think it also has to do with Yale. Like, oh. <laughs> I think it also. <laughs> so I was thinking about. I think it also has to do with the fact of us understanding that everyone's experience and how they, like how they do things, how they process things is different, and it's allowing them to be in the experience, and you're just being a part of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To control their yeah. And how they navigate. Yep. Their way of of life. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's crazy because that has literally been my main thing with like growing up and part of what was the struggle between me and my parents Mm. was because I wanted to so badly to experience and do things my own way. And I wasn't afraid to flop. Yeah. That was my thing. It was like, they're like, well, if you take this path, 
it it can lead to destruction. That was and I would too. be like, okay, well, let's see. Same. Like it works out for some people. So I always was the type of person that connected to that little bit of hope that there were people in this small percentage that even though most people flopped going this path, this percent of people didn't flop going this path. Mm. So let me try it. It was always me just being rebellious. It wasn't even... And I think I also had the thing in my mind, like, I want to prove a point. I just want to prove a point. Yeah. I can do it. Mm -hmm. I can just move somewhere and not know nobody. (laughs) And not know the area or know the state. I'm just going. I'm just going to go. Look, and it turned out great. (laughs) I used to do it with my relationships. Oh, really? Yeah. Ooh, I was pretty bad with that, too. I remember me and my parents, the... Oh, God. When we went through some of the worst kinds of uh, tension and conflict, I was in a relationship that they did not agree with. Mm. And even more so because they were so against it, I rode harder for it. it even more. Yep. That's, that was literally me. I was like, well, I have to prove that this is going to work. Yeah. That's why I couldn't like let go. I think specifically with my, um, with the guy that I would consider basically like my first boyfriend, it was my first super serious relationship. Mm -hmm. Like everybody was poking holes at it like Mm -hmm. saying that it wasn't going to work especially because we dated in high school and we were about to go to college yeah everybody was like the likelihood of this working is like slim to none i'd be like i'm gonna make it work (laughs) i'm gonna make it work so i fought so hard tooth and nail and i would not relinquish the relationship because i wanted to prove that like even though yes most people do not get married to their high school sweethearts but Mm -hmm. i'm gonna do it (sighs) That's crazy. That is crazy. Why are we like Why that? Why are we like this? Why are we like some badass little kids? Literally. My dad talks about that with me all the time. My about parents me too. getting my payback when I have children. Oh, no. My parents are just like, do you remember that time? <laughs> like, can we not talk about this? My please? dad constantly brings it up. And he's just like, man, it's okay. Because when you have kids, you you going you to get gonna your come. hell to pay. Damn. And I'm like, dang. But I know, I know now. How to support, at least. How to support. And I also know the process that I, that I needed Mm -hmm. that I can, since I am so reflective about my own childhood, I'm able to put things into perspective of like what I needed. Mm -hmm. Just like what I was talking to you guys about earlier with like having strict parents, parents versus having like a very free open parent Mm -hmm. and knowing that I need something in between Mm -hmm. and trying to, you know, give that to my children children, so that it's not so far on the opposite ends of the spectrum where you have a parent that's literally like do whatever like i love you like let's just go and fly with the wind but that's why like i i think i think that's why i went went to a phase of like not wanting to have kids at all and i don't think that's actually true i don't think it's It's that i don't want to have kids. every time you would say that i'd be like ayana and my parents at the same team they're like ayana shut up yeah like (laughs) you know that that's not true you know you want children you know you want to be a mom yeah um but i feel like that's why i went to that phase because i just the thought of parenting is so like terrifying to me because you have to find that balance and you have to constantly adjust to your child who you yes. technically don't really know. Technically, you and they don't know themselves. Know, and they don't know themselves. They don't know themselves. Damn, so you're having just these little humans. Literally, literally. That are developing and you could literally cause them trauma. Dude, that, and that's terrifying to me. But you know, it's, it's also the... Going back to what we're talking about, the the acceptance of of failing, yeah, and knowing that like you're that, gonna mess up, yeah, and that child, like we all go through individual 
processes like growing up even if you try to do things every single thing perfectly right and you give them an amazing childhood something is going to happen yeah in their life because we're humans because we're humans and also we don't control this thing yeah there are certain things that like god wants to deal with with certain people and certain experiences have to happen in order for them to grow in the right direction so you just cannot control that as as the parent you can't even have ownership over this over this child you're literally there to just guide them literally. this child don't belong to you it's like it's like it's not your child it's like allow it's like allowing them a little freedom to like okay go wonder go wonder go wait not that far not that far mm-hmm. like just just wait not that far you're almost just like a, a spirit guide oh wow you're almost like a spirit guide to them oh wow god was like yep that's it send them there Dang, why, I, why God sent me? To, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> why you had to choose them though? I'm sorry. I was reflecting about that with, um, with my mom passing away and thinking like, why God gave me that? Mm. Like, why was that the assignment that I had? Mm. And I think it's because like, I think I'm a very old soul. And I think that God knew that I would be equipped to handle it, to not literally lose my... People lose their minds. Look at Kanye. People, yeah. Look at Kanye. They lose their everlasting mind. And what happened to me, though, was quite the opposite. I was a troll before my mom passed away. Mm. I Like, I kid you not, I was a troll. I was a troll. And when she passed, something switched in me. Was that a, the humbling I just, I don't know. Like my perspective on life just changed oh, after that. Like my whole I mean, perception it, of everything. I would imagine. I, so, I yeah. questioned everything and yeah. I was just like, you know, and I really did go through like the stages of like, um, of grief, of grief. Mm-hmm. Like I was angry as hell, Yeah. you know, and at, at a point I reached like the, I had the, the sadness when I was in college, I really like grieved for real, mm-hmm. but when I reached acceptance, I remember being in college. What did I say? We were, we were somewhere and we were, um, it's literally the same concept about like a parent and their child. But I, I said at this meeting, I think it was like for impact. I was like, she didn't belong to me. And I think that when I realized and I got like acceptance over the fact that my mom did not belong to me, that like, I I was meant to experience her and not have ownership over her. And then also like understanding that like when love transcends dimensions and times and realms, like you just realize things that I don't know, but you're crying. I don't know why (laughs) I'm getting emotional. But you, you really understand that like, we are literally in a realm. Yeah. Like when you are able to feel someone's presence beyond a realm, you realize you don't lose anybody. Yeah. You don't lose people. Like physically you, you're having a human experience. Yes. But like these people do not belong to you. Yeah. And I think that the time that I had helped to guide me. And I think that losing her, I I learned even more than what I learned when, when she was here guiding me. Like, I just learned how to be. Like, it taught me how to be a being, how to... I picked up so many of her qualities in her passing than what I did when she was physically here. I think I think good people are typically the people who understand humanity as a whole, mm-hmm. of just understanding 
pain and and love and mm-hmm. and live their life according to that. I think unhealed people don't understand humanity. They don't understand. They don't know how to empathize. They yep. don't even know how to empathize with themselves. Man, not being able to empathize with yourself and with others is like terrifying because yeah. you don't feel. Oh, that just made me think about Jackie. Oh. <laughs> That just made me think about because when I because I, I mean because it's so fresh on everyone's minds but like I just keep thinking about like I I do not envy where she is right now because that's a hard place to be when you're so hardened mm-hmm. and you have all of this just trauma just trapped life can make you like that life can make you and hard. you know she might be in a part of her healing journey where she is hardened it might not be her destination oh but it I, might I hope just not. Be, where she's at. Yeah. Cause I think that we've all been in spaces where we've been hardened and we've lashed out and Yeah, we... and I'm like, I don't care about you. I don't care about nobody. Yeah. But the crazy part is she's aware of it. She was like, I mean, I'm crazy. But that's also the scary part. So that's actually one of the that's actually one of the the things that I had where you're hyper rational. You like you're aware of it. Yeah. You're aware, but that puts me in a position where I also don't care yeah. when I get to that phase of my, of my, uh, of any, any, cause I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm kind of there right now <laughs> where like, I'm aware of what I'm doing. You are at that stage and I'm it drives very aware. me absolutely insane. And it doesn't Cause help. there's nothing that when you're at the, there's nothing nobody can tell me. No, cause because you know. it's like anything you have to tell me, I've already told myself. So it's a choice. It's a choice. And so at that, at that point that's that's when i say because i've i've been in on the other side of this where i've had like just like where you're at right now and i've had friends that are in places like that before i'm like when you when you're tired you'll be done and you keep saying that to me that's all i have to say because there's nothing else i can say but then i keep thinking like but damn ain't i tired no wait (laughs) obviously ain't i tired now no you're not tired man i wish i could tell people how i'm coping for real when you when you tired you be done and that was me and i realized that when i was in that last relationship on my last freaking leg i knew that i was tired because i had nothing else to do but to like turn to god Ooh, that's I was you tired. tired. <laughs> and that you went was, through the rah-rah. You went through the anger. You went through the, I don't give a fuck. But you, and you don't know what's going to flip the switch for you though. I that's know, the crazy that's part because part. literally what flipped the switch for me was a time that I was on the phone with Ariel and one of our other friends at the time. And she was talking about her relationship mm-hmm. and she was talking about how happy she was. Yeah. It was no, it had nothing to do with me. We were just talking to her. It mm-hmm. was a conversation focused on her, and she talked about the feeling that she has in her relationship, and that did it. It flipped it, and ever since that day, I was like, I have to go. Yeah, I can't be in this anymore. Like, I cannot be in this feeling how I'm feeling. I'm going to lose my my opportunity to to receive that type of love in my life. And I don't want I don't want to miss that just because like I, oh God, one day one of the one soon. Soon, it's I feel, happen, it. I feel it coming soon that I will be I able to be too. completely my authentic self mm-hmm. and I'll stop thinking about everyone else and protecting other people. Yep. And you're going to choose you. And I'm going to choose me. I feel it coming. Like, I feel, I feel the conversation that there. we just had prior to recording, I I felt a, a spirit in here that was like penetrating Ayana. <laughs> <laughs> I think that... I'll be getting penetrated. <laughs> Not this type of penetration, <laughs> but to her soul, guys. <laughs> but Look, please include that in the clip. Right, please, please include that in the clip. Zoom in on my hand going like... <laughs> please 
include that in the clip. <laughs> her soul, guys. Her soul. <laughs> but I think that um, it takes time. Yeah. It takes time. And it takes literally... It's, it's almost like I picture just like a piece of like uh, kind of like a sculpture. And you're like... Why and you that? just have to knock at it okay. to get through. This what? is this is I don't know. This is what my brain does. Literally, when you start doing that, you know what I thought about? SpongeBob. SpongeBob. Me too. And then the it and then breaking, it, and then it was like a beautiful thing underneath. <laughs> That's what I was thinking of too. SpongeBob. Okay, so we're on the same page. Yeah. Look, and I don't even know SpongeBob references, but you know that. I know that one. <laughs> I know that one. <laughs> but I think it's gonna come, and it's gonna be beautiful because um, God, I'll be so free, man. I'll be so free. Yeah. I think, but you know what? Um, I think that that's something that we relate on more than than I think we give credit to because I feel like there's a lot of pieces to my life that I'm not fully vulnerable about. Yeah. Carice talked to me about this. Really? She, she said that everything isn't always as it seems with me. Mm-hmm. And I'm meant to, on this podcast, be able to be more vulnerable than what I have been. Mm-hmm. But it just be stuff, y'all, that <laughs> I can't talk about. <laughs> I can't talk about that stuff. Like, <laughs> Kayla. I like literally start glitching. malfunctioning like thinking glitching about it. over here. Yeah. I'm Malfunction. But I think that it's something that we can... Um, it's important for us to know that we both struggle with that thing mm-hmm. to be able to give support to one another so that we can um, both do it. Because I think that that is so important to the platform that we've created and that we've Because that's grown. what we both want. It's to be like authentic. authentic. Yeah, we just want to be our... Hard. It's so hard. <laughs> but authenticity really is hard because it does require a lot of vulnerability. And with vulnerability, the, the, the reason why it's called vulnerability is because like there's an element of being judged, possibly being judged or possibly being outcasted or po- God damn it, fucking imposter syndrome shit. <laughs> look, look, and it comes right back to And realizing, syndrome. it's like the realization that this life don't even belong to me. God, look, we're living our experience, not for us. It, and that's the, <laughs> the whole purpose of my life. That's why I, I knew I felt called to podcasting and sharing because I have always felt that God has told me that Same. my experiences are Same. meant to impact others. I've been told that so much growing up. Like, Ayana, you're strong, but not for yourself. You're strong for other people who experience the same thing. And I didn't I didn't grow to realize that until I got into, um, when I started working at the residential centers. And then I realized all of those kids had exactly the same traumas that I did. Mm-hmm. And I had such a passion for them. I had such an understanding for them. And that's when it clicked for me. I'm not here just to experience. I'm not here just to work a normal. I'm here to share my experience to help other people heal. Yes. That has been my whole thing with working um, in a high school is that my high school years were so destructive for Mm. me. I was like the most, that was like the only time that I think I really fully experienced like depression for real. Like I was torn up in high school because that's when I was processing my mom passing like she passed away when I was in eighth grade yeah so I moved in with my dad full-time like I had to move out from my grandparents it was so much transition a lot of yeah yes like so I think that um working with high school students for me is so personal Mm -hmm. because I didn't have anybody to go to when I was in high school that I felt like I could trust that I felt like could get it that wouldn't judge me adults that didn't like just tell me what I needed to do and actually like 
received, you know, what I was going through and then giving me like genuine advice based Mm -hmm. upon that. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is what is what led me to counseling, led me to being in a freaking high school. Like I never thought in a million years that I would do that. But it, it is literally like a. A, a healing experience it for is. me to be able to like pour into them into Isn't that Isn't it way. healing to try to heal other people? Yes. <laughs> but that's what gets that's us in problem. trouble sometimes too. Yes. Because we go too far. Yep. I mean, look at me. Like I be want to fix a hoe. Yeah. You be going way too far. I be, I be going like, too Stop. far. Stop. Too but, far. Too far. Like what am I doing? But it's just like, I want you to know the other side. Like I want you to experience healthiness. Mm-hmm. But then it, it starts to eat at me. Yep. <laughs> like, I'm trying because you take on other people's I take emotions. on I really do I really do I do that too and that's why I have to sometimes like limit my intake of Same. certain things because I know like if I continue down this path I'm going to feel everything that you feel that's why we also people like us also have to be very selective on like the people we have around us mm-hmm. because like we can get a bit carried away and we can like absorb that stuff yep and then I start to wonder like why am I feeling like this or like why am I starting to act like this these behaviors aren't typically me and then I like look at like who's the new pe- in my life yep. and I'm like oh that's you where surround it is. yourself with that's where it is that's crazy man this you I forget just like how spiritual everything can be too. Everything Because we live in such a tangible world mm-hmm. that I, I forget. Everything literally is spiritual. Look, and I, there's probably some atheists listening to it. If y'all don't shut the hell up. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. This might not be the podcast um, for you. Not, <laughs> not this episode. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah. So affirmations. We have some um, affirmations for the people with imposter syndrome out there. If y'all need to write these down, write them down on a sticky note and put it on your mirror. And say it in the and morning. say it in the morning. Because we told you so. <laughs> or if yeah, some people are like very verbal or uh, record yourself saying these affirmations Uh, and then play it in the morning yeah 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 not me burping okay you ready Mm -hmm. i have a couple i don't know which ones to choose choose randomly they're probably all good okay randomly okay all right number one the point of life is balance not perfection Ooh, the point of life is balance not perfection okay i'm prepared to face any challenge that comes my way i'm prepared to face any challenge that comes my way I am worthy of my achievement. I am worthy of my achievement. Okay. And I have the power to create change. I have the power to create change. Okay. And I'll stop there, even though I have like 11. Yeah, those were good. <laughs> a lot of them. Those were good before we switch our Oh, wait, gears. last one, last one. Oh, one more. My abilities are imperfectly perfect. My abilities are imperfectly perfect. Okay. That's good. You have one? Ooh, which Asia got? has what one, you got, guys. Asia? Moving forward, I will take a step into walking. Walking authentically into who I am. Moving Moving forward, forward, I will take take a step step in walking authentically in who I am. That was a long damn. It was. But she she said, that's why I said, I I put emphasis on the words I remember authentically. Authentically. (laughs) And who I am. And who I am. All right, we about to switch gears because this this was a deep episode, but I think it was necessary. And I think that it was important. conversation for Sorry, us. I'm thinking about the fact, I like how we talk about stuff that we need and hoping that they also need the same thing. Well, this, this really be for us. But that's the, that goes along with what we were talking about, that like our experiences are not just for us, they're yeah. for other people. So I think that we're going through we it, share y'all, that. Y'all. Yeah, we share that for people to 
feel seen. Mm -hmm. And we might be further along in parts of our journey than what other people are. And there might be things that we share that they're like, wow, I didn't even think of it that way. Yeah. You know, so that's just our style. We're going to share our experiences and our experiences are meant to be helpful and impactful. Yeah. That's all. Okay. Okay. Now we're going to get messy and talk about Love's Blind. (laughs) (laughs) After all that good fluffy stuff. I'm so Let's get to the nitty gritty. So you watched the newest releases? I did. Okay. Thoughts? Immediate thoughts? Jackie. Okay. Baby girl. (laughs) We starting there. All right. Because. Um, It was a lot. It was a lot, man. So I will say this. I don't think there's anything wrong with her realizing Marshall isn't a good fit for her and there's Josh is. That's, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, look at Zach. Zach did it. However, it is how she chose to handle everything. It was really wrong for her to go and meet up with Josh before. before having a conversation with Marshall? For her to show not show up to the dress fitting and having yeah. him go and think that he's about to get his That tux. man looking like boo-boo the fool over here getting fitted just That's to be told that his fiance didn't show up. It's just embarrassing. And my thing is if I don't fully believe, I, I think that Jackie's just in a toxic place because if she really fully believed and understood that Marshall is a good man, yeah. then she would she be like, damn, like, like he's a good man, but he's just not the man for me. Let yeah, me, let me, I, I feel like she lacks respect for him. Agreed. And agreed. I think that she is very selfish and I don't think that she was ready to be married. That I agree with too. So I don't think she was ready for a relationship yet. <laughs> no, she wasn't ready for the experience. I'll say that she wasn't ready for the experience at all. Yeah. She just, she just was not ready. I think that she's still in a, in a phase of discovering herself. And yeah. I don't think that she's aware enough of herself to be able to bring her best self to a relationship. I agree. And I think that Marshall required that of her. And that's why it was very triggering and it caused her to act out mm-hmm. because she did not know how to receive that. She she was in that space of like, don't put me in a box. Yeah. Just bucking. Yeah. Literally just literally bucking. just bucking. And she wanted him to buck back. So yeah. she was trying to like throw blows to see how he would respond and how he would react. And when he met her with kindness, it she was like that. It was frustrating for her. <laughs> you saw that she liked it the best. She she liked it the best when uh, he called her a project. That yeah. got her worked up. She said, "Oh, we could do something with this." You know, <laughs> she liked that because then she's gonna come to him crying and stuff like that when he cleaned it up for her. She yeah, thought, oh, you saw that. You she saw likes that. The- she softened herself after that. What is that? Because she like she wants somebody to be abrasive with her. Yeah, she likes it. It's she and I know that I've been there before. I have two. So I, I, I recognize it. We I, I see you, boo. I have two. But I don't think that it should have been done on, on national, national TV. You on Netflix. Like, why'd you go, boo? No. Mm-mm. That wasn't the, the platform for her. She needed to be on like a, a love island. No, she needed to be <laughs> left alone. <laughs> She needs no relationship. She needs to heal. Yeah, she needs. But I'm saying if she wanted to be on television, because she should have been on too hot to handle. Yeah, and I get there's like a there's a pool like people want to be on TV. They want they want recognition. But go with something that 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 makes sense. Yeah, you want a show trying to get married, and you talking about you don't even want to be in a relationship. Like it's not. But even even when Josh was like like that's what I'm saying. You want to get married? She's like I'm not marrying nobody. Two plus two is equaling five. It shouldn't. <laughs> How did we get here? <laughs> but bruh, she kissed Josh. 
in the mouth in the mouth not only and then she didn't even hesitate it was a it was a very natural yeah, thing it was for her. natural very it felt natural like she's it almost looked, done it before that's what i <laughs> but because the fact that josh didn't even hesitate either i was like wait a second i think that that was the on-camera conversation and so something too. took place prior to I that think I slick that's so my too. that's my I hot take i like, slick think so too i don't know dang but and poor I, marshall and josh like oh josh Oh, I'm just not. I don't know Josh well enough. I haven't seen enough of him on camera, and what I have seen has been not great. been positive. But he has also been drunk. <laughs> he was look. I rewatched that scene with Marcus when he came up. He said, "Is Mister Steal your girl?" <laughs> Marcus said, "What the fuck?" But wait, I missed the part where he called him a bitch. He did. I didn't. So I. He said it like real, real quick, real slick, real low key, real quick. Yeah. And but he was like, I but you know, that. you my bro, you my bro. Like, He's like he don't was, let this ruin us, nigga. You don't already ruined it. Like, are you <laughs> Marshall serious? says, you been talking shit. You been talking shit. He was like, no. He said, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> all right then. <laughs> then we cool. <laughs> I'm sad. That scene is actually hilarious. That scene is so funny. I think it was one of the funniest scenes. I actually went and rewatched it uh, right before the live that I just did. Yeah. Yeah. I just like when, he, when Marshall had the thing in his head. He said, said what, what the, the fuck, fuck was that? Fuck? He said, <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. But yeah, I just, Jackie, girl, just go on a hiatus. You might as well go into hiding right now. You don't need social media at the moment. Yeah. Just, just do some reflective work. And come back when you are emotionally equipped to deal with all of the dragging through the mud that you were dealing with. But I will say, I don't think anyone's equipped for that. I don't think any. But I also don't think anyone should be equipped for that. No, it's not. It's not a a natural experience. It's not at all for people to even have that much access and for you to have that much visibility. It's It's not. not, It's not normal. It's not normal, man. Mm -mm. I don't care how bad. Well, that's not true because Shake. I didn't care when he got dragged. But like for certain, for most people, like I don't care how how toxic you were. Like I don't think anyone deserves to be dragged like that Mm -mm. because that really takes a toll on someone. Like really, I and it awakens so many of your insecurities. Yeah. when you're dragged by the, so many people who don't even know you for stuff that she's probably already thinking herself now mm. in hindsight watching it she's Literally. like damn i didn't have to do it well I, we hope that that's what she's doing that she's looking at it like damn i didn't have to like do it that way i could have went about this different but i don't know i i'm kind of getting her healing though i'm kind of feeling like jackie is standing 10 toes down but that's what what i'm saying it's probably gonna prolong her healing because all these people are coming at her and she's probably like these people don't know me so it puts her in yeah it puts her in a in a space of defense yeah so she can't even she can't even see what we see because people are like attacking her that's so real yeah i don't know I'm praying for her and her healing. Honestly, yeah. Because it's just... Okay, wait. Sorry. My brain just flashed an image. Let's talk about uh, Kwame and Chelsea's engagement photos. Child, we did not need to see that on television. I didn't ask for that. I I really could have... At some point, I was like, I'm sorry, but did I just see an outline of his uh, peewee? I was like, I don't want to see that. I, I never... In a million years, would have desired to see the <laughs> outlines of Kwame's private areas. I just like so we could have saved that Netflix. Y'all did not have to air. Y'all that. didn't have to air that. That was that was a lot. We could we could Netflix have has been a little feisty though this season <laughs> with their like with what they're showing because they when uh, Tiff and Brett was about to like get on that mm-hmm. they was in there record. I'm like, are y'all trying to make a movie? Like y'all need to get out of there. Get out of there. Could you? How awkward is that though? Camera because you can hear the cameraman, man. You. Can 
can hear them. These cameras aren't hidden. I think they was just a little teed. They didn't Honestly, care. I don't think they care either. <laughs> Honestly, good for them. <laughs> that is hilarious. Good for them. Good, good for them. I wouldn't be shocked if she was like, shit, y'all can stay. <laughs> Bye. Oh my gosh. Yeah, man. I yeah. Anyways, who's next? <laughs> Look, that's oh that's, Micah and Paul. I don't really care about them. I you know what? I don't care about them, but what is more so concerning to me is Micah's um friend. Micah's friend. That relationship that she has with that it's friend scary. is so unhealthy. It's so unhealthy. It is so unhealthy. And her friend is a hater. I, I just think that they have a weird codependent type of relationship. And I think that her friend feels threatened by mm-hmm. Micah about to potentially be married to somebody. And I just think that I, I can't even say that Micah deserves better because I'm not very impressed with her. Um but I just don't say what she said. <laughs> yeah, I, I I still haven't forgotten. I know that we're focused on Jackie right now, but I did not forget what Jackie, what what Micah has done previously. Right. So I don't know if she's the best. And the fact that she feels like these are the type of people she wants to surround herself with mm-hmm. is it's very pretty telling. telling. It's very telling. Yeah, it is very telling. But she did stand up to her friend. She did. I she did. did. She was also drunk, though. She was. <laughs> I was like, I, "What is this weird, strange music with her slurred speech?" Yeah, it was like, and I also <laughs> didn't like how she was talking to Paul on the phone. Yeah, that was weird. It was. But very, she was drunk. She was. But why didn't she call him a bitch? Did she? What did she say? I don't, I don't. I don't know. She did. She I, like, I miss you, bitch. <laughs> 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 and I was just like, "Girl, what? What's going on here?" Yeah, it was just some weird things taking place. But I yeah, I'm. It. Micah and Paul, I'm not a fan. I literally don't care. It's just like Tiff and Brett, man. Yeah. Just Tiff and Brett for me. Yeah. I think Are we missing any other couples? I mean, there's Bliss. Oh, Bliss, Bliss and, and Zach. Zach. Bliss and Zach. I cried with uh, Bliss and her family. You cried? Wait, you saw me cry online. Oh, yeah. That's what you were crying about. <laughs> um, That's why I was like, Ayana, what? Crying. <laughs> it was just like a beautiful moment with um how how supportive her family was. It reminded me of mine. Yeah. I really enjoyed to see her mom willing to take Zach in with open Same. arms. She said, I'll be your mom. Yeah. I think he needs that. That's what made me cry when she said that. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that did it for you. That did it for me, man. Yeah. And I think he needs that. He does need it. He it, really does. He needed that validation and that, I agree. that source. I think if they get married, I think they'll be okay. I do too. I, I literally have no qualms about their relationship. I agree. Neither do I. I just think that, um, neither yeah, do I. Neither they're, they're going to be fine. I, I, th- I can see it's genuine and I know people are ruffled by the whole, I want you to talk about that too, because we've been talking about that, how just, I think people are being very Supported. harsh to you though. No, but still people are being harsh. They're to still being it's harsh. It's not even just like about then. Like I got, I mean, I tried to get over the stuff then when people were like calling me weak and like, Ayana, you need to stand up when I was about to say yes to Jared. The thing is, is like what people don't realize is like, I wasn't seeing what everyone else was seeing. Mm-hmm. I didn't see the way that Jared's friend spoke about him or to him. I didn't see the fact that his sister said something about him not being ready. Mm-hmm. I, I was only go based off of what Jared was telling me. Yeah. I also didn't see the conversation with him and Mal Mm -hmm. like I didn't know any of this stuff going into it so I was just going but my gut was telling me but I didn't have the the proof Mm -hmm. so I just thought like oh it's just trauma it's just trauma talking to me like that's all it was and I think it's very it's very I hate this in the black community that we 
um, continue to push forward this thought that like, oh, you're a black woman, you're supposed to be strong and you're supposed to do this different stuff when literally everybody has been through this behind scenes. And I think that people like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Thailand said this when we recorded the episode about it being triggering for people because it's, it's showcasing what it is, things that they have been through. Wait, 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 wait. But didn't we just talk about this today? Because you were talking about Chelsea and you were talking about how much you like Chelsea. And I was like, I don't like Chelsea. Why does everyone keep saying that? Mm-hmm. And then it clicked for me mm-hmm. because Chelsea reminds me of me mm-hmm. going through the experience of where I didn't have all of the info. Because Chelsea's not seeing these uh, conversations nope. that Kwame's having with Micah. Nope. Chelsea's not seeing like all the other stuff that's happening. Um, she's going only based off of what he's telling her. Mm-hmm. And he's giving her, He's he may show hesitancy, but in the end, he's like, you know, I love you, baby. Like, it's going to be us. Yep. And so that's he why. He always gives reassurance. He always gives reassurance. And I realized, like, that's why I didn't like Chelsea. Because something about watching her experience triggered me. Yep. Which is crazy. But, I, and it's, it is crazy. And that's why I really want people to check themselves about how they respond to you. Because Chelsea's not getting that. Uh, but people are, that's what, and they, ooh, don't get me heated. That's that's what's pissing me off. Is like, people aren't giving that same energy to Chelsea or to Bliss. Nope. But even still, even now, even when it went all this stuff with Marshall in the comments, people are like, no, Marshall doesn't need another project. And I'm like, in what way did I ever show that I was that unhealed? You, like, you I was simply did. showing some form, yes, some form of insecurity, but granted, it was because of behaviors that Jarrett was showing and displaying. Mm-hmm. And after the altar, that's a whole nother story that y'all don't even know about. Yeah. Y'all don't know why I was looking at this man in disgust. It was for a very good reason. Yeah. It was for a very good reason. And the thing about it is, a lot of those people, and we definitely gonna take this clip and we're going to put it on TikTok where the, where the people that need to see it can see it. Because if you had a camera following you around and you were in a relationship that was not aligned, a relationship that was not like compatible to you, a relationship that caused confusion for you, who knows? And you would maybe even react even worse. Yeah. You know? So I just think that people need to give a little more grace to humans going through unhuman experiences because it's not natural it's not natural it's not natural so i i don't like that i want people to be mindful that they have seen very small snippets and they don't know you you know another thing that people ask me like do you regret anything about the experience and part of part of me wants to say yes because of how vulnerable and open I was about sharing with some of the things that I was healing through Mm -hmm. because people took my trauma and they used it against me and are still using it against me they're like well she has family issues well she's been sexually abused blah 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 Mm -hmm. so she's not ready for this this and this and I'm like you don't fucking know me no you don't fucking know me from a wall of fucking pain Nope. I am healed. Mm -hmm. I'm a good person. Mm -hmm. I'm an amazing person, actually. I'm very emotionally mature. Mm -hmm. I'm secure within myself. So fuck off. Hello? Period. She said it. Finally. (laughs) Get y'all asses on. Because Jesus. People are really like, people are like, oh, Ayana and Jackie are the same person. No. Like what? No. I wouldn't even say that. I wouldn't even say that. The annoying part is, is like the people who are saying these things aren't even taking the effort to actually get to know me past the show. Mm -hmm. They haven't listened to this podcast. They don't go on my page and see like what my content is. They don't do any of that. They just take that timestamp and hold me accountable to something that I did two years ago. Yep. Hello. Which is crazy. (sighs) Do y'all know how much has transpired? So much has happened (laughs) into Yes, and they see me as a character. As a character. Time and time again, 
same moment of this is what it was, this is who she was, and this is what it is. So that's who I am forever? Yeah. And that, it, right. that is super telling. Like, remember when we were out that one oh, day? Oh, and that woman and was like, oh, I loved your character on the yeah, show. The character thing is absolutely insane. Jesus. Insane. So, yeah. Um, y'all chill on my girl. <laughs> Um, I told y'all once and I will tell y'all twice and thrice. <laughs> Find somebody else. This ain't the one. Hello? Jesus. Okay. Ugh. But man, oh man, am I happy I'm out of that. Yes. And I look forward to these people being out of it too because I know uh, some of them are getting literally, a, you know. Yeah, they're getting obliterated. They are. I feel bad. But um, yeah. You know? Well, yeah. that's my thoughts. I mean, predictions. Um, we know Tiff and Brett are. We know make Tiff it. and Brett. Yeah. I think Zach and Bliss will be just fine. I think they'll be fine. They're very too. compatible. I think that that Chelsea is gonna make this thing work with Kwame by any means. I think she will. There's Necessary. a there's an undoubtable yes. Yes. So Kwame is the one who's like, ooh, I don't know. Yeah. But I also I also feel a little agitated by Kwame because I feel like he's playing victim in a situation that he created mm. because he's doing all this complaining about, well, I have to get my life up and move to Seattle. Nigga, you signed up for the show <laughs> in Seattle. Also, I was just thinking, sorry, we can cut this out. No, no, we don't have to. He, he keeps talking about how much he needs his mom's approval. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if you are that reliant on your family approving and supporting your decision, why, then why would you, you do a show like show? this? Yeah. And not tell your mom beforehand. And not tell your mom. I just, it's really pissed It's such an untraditional platform. You would think that if that matters to you that right. much, you wouldn't do this. Right. And also, this is not his first rodeo because he was on trying to be on Married at First Sight. <laughs> so you have constantly made these choices and these decisions to do things in a way that, to your point, is going against probably your mom's approval, like mm -hmm. seeing that you have a very rich culture and mm -hmm. traditions that fall in line with your... And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that, but if that's the case and you value that to such a high regard... Then why do the why show. are you here? Right. Why are you here? Right. Right. Her burden to carry because she's like, oh wow, well you guys weren't prepared for this. I feel like I'm imposing. Or I yeah. yeah. It was for him to figure. Yeah. Out. <gasps> but wait, can we can we talk about Kwame's sister? I love her. She came in oh, with I the love energy her. as soon as she came. She said, ah! <laughs> and she really gave. I think though, it, this this seeing his sister and his brother slightly made me shift my feelings towards about Kwame, Kwame yeah because I was like he comes from very good from people from a good people yeah he comes from very good people because I think that Kwame he gives like younger brother vibes he like is the youngest I'm about to He's just do whatever <laughs> I'm gonna cause havoc and I think that to see the people that he has surrounding him mm -hmm. to ground him I was like he might be okay he might be okay he might be okay he might just be in a in a phase right now yeah um but and also seeing how Chelsea has this like unwavering love for him yeah if he is able to accept that mm -hmm. and be and feel whole in it then I think that he will be okay I think that he I will agree. grow into 
the type of man that Chelsea sees him if as. If he wants to. If he wants if he to. wants look, because I took on that burden too yeah. with someone who didn't want to. I and I, I kind of see that he wants to a little bit, but I feel like he's kind of just fighting back right now. He's yeah. like, mm-hmm. he's yeah. trying to do everything he can to not be that person. Yeah, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Cause that's honestly honestly, when I saw Chelsea getting ready, I just like my heart sunk for her because and I was explaining it's not that like it's not like they're going to absolutely fail. However, they do have more things to get through than the average couple. Even they the do. average couple on Love is Blind because like there's they have so much against them right now. However, that's not to say that they can't work through it cuz yep. they can, but all of these comments if they are married, all of these comments will absolutely have an effect on their on their marriage. Yep. Will absolutely have an effect on Chelsea and Chelsea's the one with an unwavering love, mm-hmm. but that might affect her yeah because it's tapping into her insecurities and then Kwame will have to be the one who's unwavering mm-hmm. but like is he capable of that can he do that because Chelsea is absolutely going to be like wait a second everyone's saying this about you like what what was I thinking yeah and she's going to watch it back and she's going to see how Kwame was so flimsy yeah so I'm hoping if they're married I'm hoping I'm hoping yeah that they're both like very secure within themselves within their relation and I'm I'm honestly hoping they're in therapy Oh yeah, they need to be. Me and Jared, we, I think everybody that's on this show needs to be in therapy. Heavy on that. Everybody that goes on this Heavy show needs to do that. therapy. I really wish they would add some form of premarital counseling to the show. That's the one thing. Who asked me this? Oh, yesterday, Chloe and Joe asked me this. Like, if you were in a position where um you were like in your thirties and you were still single, like, would you go on Love Is Blind? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I wouldn't go on Love Is Blind, but I would go on Married at First Sight because they and have. Even Even though Married at First Sight seems crazier because you have no clue who this person is. You have support. You have support. But yeah, that there's the groundwork for like a a good match. Mm -hmm. And then you have therapy throughout the whole time of you going through it. So it seems crazier, but I feel like it's a little bit better of a situation and the track record is just better for married at first sight there are a lot more married couples that stay married and that's why people don't watch married at first sight as much because it's not as messy it's not as messy yeah Oh, it is, is messy though let me not say that because oh, married at first hell. sight is very messy. messy as hell um <laughs> but what does that say about society man People, people want to see other people. We in enjoy pain. chaos. <laughs> like, damn. Oh man, I was a character for people. Yeah, it comforts their own. Like, oh, my life ain't this messed up. Let yeah. me watch this. God. So yeah, and you know what's crazy though? I have realized as I have been like getting older and I've been on my healing journey, I don't mm-hmm. turn to reality TV as much as I used to. Really? Mm-mm. I like it, but. Um, some things are just so outrageous to me that I'm just like, oh, child, I need to turn this off. This is too much right now. He's stressing me out. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just interesting how that plays out. But I'm very excited. So what do you think about the live reunion? Somebody was asking uh, us about it in the comments. I'm actually really excited for this. I'm I'm actually scared. Okay, I'm excited as a viewer to watch it, mm-hmm. but I am terrified for them because if our show was live, if our show was live, Shake would have been canceled. So, And y'all think it was bad for him with just what was shown? He said some vile things. I'm scared for Jackie. I'm Bruh, and I'm I'm scared for Jackie me. unplugged. <laughs> I'm scared for Jackie and Josh and Marshall because Jackie yeah. gives me 
gives me the vibes that she's in this very defensive mode yep. and she doesn't have that filter because we all of us wanted to go in on somebody on the cast mm-hmm. but we all controlled ourselves because we understood public perception yeah jackie don't give a fuck at all so who knows <laughs> she could who be knows? either in a in a better space or she could be in a still i want destruction yeah yeah, so we'll I don't know. It, it could be one or the other, but I'm excited to see what this is going to be like. A yeah. live freaking reunion that's crazy. It's definitely giving early 2000s reality TV vibes, <laughs> like, and I'm kind of here for that. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. To I'm see so it. excited. I think it's cool. It's a cool idea. I am so excited. But yeah, I think that's all we got. That's all, folks. Yeah, that's all, folks. So. <laughs> make sure you follow us on tiktok because we we are getting a lot of uh (laughs) a lot of views and comments on tiktok nowadays because of that last one man. i know it's so funny but on tiktok we are filling the blank pod uh you can follow us on instagram at filling the blank underscore me at as told by dot kayla and ayana at ayana dot amore make sure that you all are submitting listener submissions still because we are definitely still doing our listener submissions episode. So share what it is that your thoughts, ask us any questions, things that you might be going through at the time, and we will possibly feature it as a topic on this podcast. Mm -hmm. And then make sure that you are also watching on YouTube as well as listening. I know a lot of you all are are audio listeners, but we love to have our YouTube family as well because then we can actually talk to y'all because y'all can comment on it. Yeah. So that's it. And we will see you all next time.